0: All right, so um, just before we get started, um, Jared told me, because he's up in Kids Church today, um, Jared told me that he's going to listen to the podcast, so let's all give him a shout out, because just so he, he, we make sure that he actually listens to it. So on the count of three, let's all just say, hey, Jared. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, hey, Jared. All right, one, two, three. Hey, Jared! All right, awesome. Um, so I'm Mitch. Um, And I have been in this church for six years. Awesome. Powerpoint's not working. Um, that's all good. Um, I've been in this church for six years. I was saved here um, on a Friday night. Well, actually, what happened was Friday night. Hi, I'm Mitch. Um, Friday night I came to youth and um Joe Clifford, who has uh, just recently got engaged, which is super exciting. Um, he um he was, was it's remembered for him as the worst worship time in the history of this church ever um it was him and Connor together they played acoustic guitar and he tried to do a full praise set and it was a bit of a fail and me I was a musician and I got saved in that service so God was obviously doing something um I've just in the last three months Glenn Glenn took this from me but I just got married to Larissa here this is us um on our wedding day um yeah you can take that off um (laughs) Um I didn't tell her so I was gonna show the photo and she read my notes beforehand, was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um But um she's she's amazing, she's uh so awesome. The other day we we're driving, um we we're just driving home down Lineside Road and we we're talking about our dreams, what we want to do in life, which I think we got told in premarital that's a good thing to do. So um yay for Chris and Ruth. Um and <laughs> And Larissa was, um, I was, she was asking me, she was like, what What are your dreams? And I, I, I've said this for the last f- four years that all I want to do is I want to be a worship pastor. And she asked the brave question of why. And I was stumped. <laughs> I actually got really angry because I was like, I, just, I thought she was undermining me. But um, <laughs> it led me on a process of, having to ask God why I wanted to, why 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 does that word make me come alive? And um, this, I'm telling the story as it's a props for Glenn's message last week. Because last week, Glenn um, Glenn was talking and um, the, first, the first part of his message, he touched on the fivefold ministry, the apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. Yes, I got them all. Um, and I didn't even have that in my notes as well. Um, and uh, I got The church email this week and saw the link to the test, so I went over and did the test. Actually, I went and did a free test rather than paying for it. Um, and as I was doing the test, I was like, Yes, God, please be an apostle because I think it's just the coolest. Um, and you know, God gives you the desires of your heart, so I did the test, and now the first one that came out was apostle, and I was like, Yes, and then um, next to each of the words, there was a a, like a two-word description and it was it was simple and I read those words and um as as I read them uh, God just clearly spoke to me and he said that that that's why you want to be a worship pastor that's why you love worship so much and those two words were a uh, dream awakener so this morning as I'm preaching as I'm sharing what God's been talking to me um I'm praying that God awakens your dreams that the things inside of you um Come alive, yeah! Josh's like did like a touchdown yeah. down the back when I said that, um, and also props to Glenn. That was like I've been stuck on this thing for like the last few years, and it was Glenn's message last week that really sparked um, sparked that for me. And so, like, I wanted to encourage you all. If you didn't do it when the church email got sent out, go, go, you know, go back and do your homework. So what was that? Yes, the free one is fivefoldministry.com. I actually I just googled fi- free fivefold ministry test. Um yeah. It was pretty good. It was like thirty questions, so I was legit. Um yeah, yeah, a lot more in the other one. So it's time it's time saving as well. Um so this morning I'm preaching on Joshua six. Um this passage of scripture has been um one of I've never actually read the actual passage but the story in this passage of scripture like I have now (laughs) but like in previous um and but the story is one that I I always loved and whenever I would um whenever I was praying for um healing or miracles or anything like that I'd always bring this out and um a bit of background before we get into it. So we've had Moses has led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Um, I mean, that was a great miracle in itself. You see um, the seas parting. I mean, we, Jesus walked on water. Moses like parted the sea. Um, I don't even know what I was saying that for. Um, not comparing the two. Jesus is the best. <laughs> um, so the, the people of Israel have spent 40 years in the desert. And um, because of their fear Because of their unbelief That God was um, Was great Which I don't even know how they managed that um, Only two people um, Are From that original Generation Are actually Actually allowed to enter the promised land So we've got Joshua and Caleb um, Who Joshua is leading the people of Israel By this time Moses like kind of handed it over to him And um Yeah, Moses is dead. (laughs) Brutal. Um, And everyone else has been born in the desert. Everyone else has been born in this place of in between, like this place in between the worst place in the world and the best place in the world. Um, And so they take this next, the next step of their journey. God, God calls them. He says, it's time. It's, it's time for you to step into the promises that I've, um, I've laid out for you. And, and God performs the same miracle. He parts the Jordan River as they walk through and, um, and then they reach the west bank of the river and there's this dirty great big wall in front of them. At this point, fear goes throughout the nation at the sight of it. Whispers start, I heard it's impenetrable. No one's ever survived that. It's not just one wall, but it's two. If you make it over the first, you'll never make it past the second. You'll be trapped. Um, Before I get into... The bulk of what I wanted to say this morning, I really just I felt like God wanted to say to a few people that um, you've you've stepped down in faith and you've seen that first miracle, you've walked through the river, um, but now there's something that looks so much more impossible, and there's these wee whispers in your back in the back of your mind that are going, "Oh, no one can do that. That's impossible." Um, and I I just I felt like God wanted to say to you this morning that he's he's actually got. A plan that God has is looking at that and He's He's got a plan. So let's uh, let's read scripture some scripture this morning together. Oh, that's kind of small. Sorry, guys. Um, if you've got your Bibles, that'd be even better. Um, but I'm going to be reading it out loud, so you can probably just listen, but you probably should also read. Um, so, verse one big chunk of scripture. So stay awake. Um, yeah. Okay, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and all of its fighting men. Isn't it funny how sometimes we see a situation, there's this great big wall and an army behind it and God looks at it and says, oh, you've that destroyed, everything's fine. Um, that's, that's the way God sees things. Um, march around the city once, With all the armed men, do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with the priests blowing the instructions. Very, very strict instructions from God. When you hear the sound of them long blasts, the sound, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout, and then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. We're going to jump down to... um, Verse 12, uh, Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests took up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward marching before the Ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went out ahead of them and at the ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the Ark of the Lord, while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. Except on that seventh day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Uh, Let's jump down to verse 20. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it, men, women, young, old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. And then down to the last verse, uh, verse 27, so the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. That's a big chunk of scripture. Come on. All right, before I say any more, let's pray so that, yeah, God's here. God, I thank you for your presence. Oh Jesus, God, I thank you that um, as I speak this morning, that dreams would be awoken. That God, you would, you would take the words out of my mouth and and they would go up as a fragrance to you, God, and that they would that they would shift the things um, that need to be shifted in people's lives. Amen. Okay. So we've got this picture of um, an army marching around a wall. Now, if we took that and did it on a small scale, if we shrunk the army down to one person and the wall down to one person, this is basically what it looked like. That was it. Um, That's this all they are doing. They are walking around a wall. Um, and as I... R- I want to put forward a thought and idea to you, and then I'm going to back it up. Um, My thought is that this was an act of worship. Um, I first thought about that because there's the trumpets, and any time music is in the Bible, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's worship. I can preach on worship. Um, But then God God started to talk to me about... um, what worship actually is. And I kind of came up with this definition, which is 50% me, 50% Jeremy Riddle. Um, And it's worship is any thought, any action. Oh, There it is. I'll read what's up there. Worship is any thought, sound, or action that comes from the heart of the believer unto the Lord. Worship is any thought, sound, or action that comes from the heart of the believer unto the Lord. As I was thinking about this, um, God showed me that this was it was a, it was all active worship, because as we read in verse twelve, um, the, the, they were all following the Ark of the Covenant. They were following the dwelling place of God. They were following His presence. See, for me, worship is any is any anything that is focused on God. As soon as God becomes the focus and we take our eyes from our situation or what we're doing and put them on Jesus and we put them on the presence of God and we put them on his goodness, that's, that's where worship starts. In the story, we have people from all walks of life. There was the, the soldiers that just did what they were told. There, were the, there would have been commanders, priests, musicians, those that were carrying the ark, the leaders of the the leader of the nation. Because we read in verse one that the gates were shut because of Israel, I want to also suggest that in a distance there would have been the women and children and the sick watching, waiting to see what God would do, watching the presence of God, watching God move. Some were watching, some were marching, some leading, some would have been totally afraid some would be full of faith some were playing instruments some carrying heavy objects the ark and there were all people doing different simple things watching marching leading fearing faith being faithful playing music carrying stuff all simple simple daily tasks See, I think this is a beautiful picture. Not I think. This is a beautiful picture of an individual's personal time with God. Each man, woman, and child were going about their day, but God was the center. You see, our personal devotion with the Lord should not be limited to spiritual activities, but we must find Christ in all things. This is... I wrote this this week, but I think this is going to be like a life statement for me. Of like, I don't, I don't want to wait for church on Sunday morning for the worship to start. I don't want to wait for um, Jared to text me and say, "Hey, let's have a prayer time to to start to seek after God." I don't want have, to, I don't want to wait till I get home or wait till I'm in the car or wherever it is you pray, wherever it is you worship, but like i i want i want to be constant you know I, w- I want to seek and see god in all things walking around a city is not something super spiritual it wouldn't we wouldn't call them super spurrows for doing that but as soon as god became the focus it turned from a natural physical random act of walking around a wall into worship. And it's actually really, really easy to do. Um as I was preparing this message, God actually challenged me. He was like, Why don't you do this? He was like start doing this. If you're gonna preach it on Sunday morning, practice it. And so this la- probably the last four or five days, um I've just I've just been putting constantly referring my focus back to God and just constantly um, you know, we were playing football um the other day and we were winning at half to well we weren't winning, but we weren't losing at half time. Um, it was probably the best half i have ever played and it, I came off at half time. I was like, God, thank you, that that was so much fun. That was the best half of football and then 10 minutes in, we were down 3-0, and by the end of the second half, it was 6-0, that's pretty embarrassing, but I came away, and I was like, I just, I just spent time, and I was like, God, I started thanking him for for the, the you know, I was like, God, thank you that um, I'm able to go out and play football, God, thank you that I'm allowed, I'm able to do all of these things, then I went out grocery shopping, and it was another half of what I was supposed to be spending when I got up to the counter and I was like put the card and put the pin in and I was like, Thank you God that you provide um that you're providing everything for for us. God, thank you that it's all about you and who what you what you do and it's all about that. And it was actually such an easy thing and it all came back to me realizing this, that our personal devotion with the Lord devotion worship interchangeable really should not be limited to spiritual activities but we must find Christ in all things um, God was really intentional when um, he wrote when he told when he wrote the story um, because he he actually shows us when we're supposed to do this you see um, I totally believe God could have um, could have said you know what uh, for the next six Sundays, um, I want you to I want I want you to walk around the wall, and you know, and then on the seventh Sunday we're all going to meet together and we're going to walk around the wall seven times, and you know we're going to praise God and we're going to lift it up and he, he, the wall's going to fall down. And God could have done that. I have no doubt that, you know, no doubt that He could have made that happen. He's God. It was every day. He took a week and it was every day. This, this thing of like our personal walk with God, our personal devotion with God, it's not, a, it can't be a Sunday thing. It can't be a Sunday and Friday night thing. For me, it can't be a Sunday night, Friday night and Thursday night band practice thing. It's gotta be every day. See the Israelites. God did not. God didn't tell them to um, to walk around one, once a week for six weeks. But it was it was every day. Every day, put me as the focus. Every day, um, when you're doing your everyday life, put me as the focus. It's a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle, not music. You see, the thing is, is God's not a self-conscious, um, egotistical being that is looking for worship. That is not who God is. He he is completely self-sustaining. He needs. Um, he doesn't need our praise. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need us to tell him that he's awesome. He knows it. He's got a really great self-esteem. But God is looking for worshipers. There is never I, I, that I know of, there's never a point where he says, I want worship, but he, he constantly cries out for worshippers. John 4 um, 23, it says, Yet a time is coming, um, oh, I'm going start again. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers that the Father seeks. The reason he wants worshipers not not worship is he knows that we will become like the thing that we worship. And he knows that the best thing for us is to be like him. He made us in his image and The other thing about God is he is a good dad. And he will never bless us if it will hurt us. God will never do something um, that could hurt us. And so these six days, these six days that we read, I believe were preparation. It was um, God preparing their hearts. See, a lifestyle of worship will prepare the heart for the blessing of God. The next important part of the story is the seventh day. And this is the day we like to talk about most because it's the day of breakthrough. Verse 16, it says, The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Thanks, man. You paused it. Resume. Um, there was something powerful In their shout. You know, we sung that song this morning. Um, Actually, funny, the song's called Breaking Through, and the bridge of it is We Lift Up One Voice, We Lift Up Our Voice, We Sing and We Shout. You know, that is what happened, they lifted up their collective voice, they lifted up one voice, one heart, one song to God. They all cried out, the trumpets played, and the wall broke. That's something that I really love about this church is that we're really good at praising God. And we're really good at lifting lifting up his name. Um And we're also really good at seeing at like doing that and then seeing. Got a text. <laughs> um we're really good at doing that and then seeing that was super distracting. Focus, Jesus. We're we're also really good at seeing miracles take place and walls break down when we do this. Like it does happen. But what would it look like if, when we met together, we'd spent the last six days uh, with our focus completely on Jesus? Like what what would happen when we met together on a Sunday morning on the seventh day when breakthrough happened? If if we'd spent that last six days Focusing on God. What would it sound like? Do you know that's one of one of the things, one of my life goals is I want to be in a worship time where the sound of the collective people um actually outweighs the sound of the worship team and and we we actually have to stop playing because the praise is too much. We could do that in this size nice church, eh? See, the thing is, is God does not look at um, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday and Saturday, or all the other days, but Friday if you only come to youth group. God does not look at those days and say, okay, do you know what? Today's just kind of a wasted day, um, but you come to me on Sunday. on Sunday, I'm going. I'm going to, I'm going to, you'll, you'll, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. But God looks at each day and says, "You know what? The first day was just as important as the last. It's awesome to prioritize God on a Sunday, to prioritize an hour to come to church, an hour and a half to come to church. But it's just as important to prioritize God when you're changing a diaper at home, or when you're yeah, it's for few your cat, or when you're um, doing the dishes. This is why we read in Matthew 6, Jesus saying, Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything. Uh, earlier this year, uh, Sam Sam preached first service. He did an awesome job. Um, it was real powerful. Sam and I, we went up to Wellington. Um, it was um, right at the start of February and uh, we, we'd spent the day super surprised. Um, praying, on, um, praying for people on the street, and it was just like super fun. Um, we saw a couple of miracles. We ran into some guys, and you know, got to talk to them about Jesus. And we also got lots and lots of no's, but you know, we got to tell them that there are people that actually believe God could do something. Um, and then after we'd done this for a while, I think we're feeling a little bit discouraged, so we went to, a, we started going to cafes to make ourselves feel better. Um, so because Wellington, sorry, Christchurch, but Wellington has the best cafes. SM, Sam, come on, preach it. You shut your mouth. Um sorry, that's an in joke. I shouldn't have said that. When we were up at um a, a course together, um the the guy was saying that he had he was in um an African church preaching and the the girl the ladies were got so into it at the front they stood up and were like, You shut your mouth and so it became a running joke between Sam and I, and I can't believe that I just said that. <laughs> so we ended up in this cafe. Um, I, won't say wh- I won't say what, but it's one of the um, really big cafes, and they do a lot of coffee roasting. And we're sitting out the back, um, in, kind of in the roasting area, and there's guys bagging coffee, and we just kind of went in and sat down, and this guy, comes, this guy calls over to us, and he's like, "Oh, um, do, you, do you guys want a drink? And Sam and I were like, "Yeah, of course." While why we're here, um, and so he made us both a flat white, and I, I could probably preach off that story in itself because Sam will testify that is the best flat white, the best coffee I've ever drunk in my life. It was like, it was amazing. I like, I could preach off of that. Um, but as as I took the first sip. I, I was like, man, God, that's such good coffee. And I felt that feeling of, oh, God's here. I felt that that love that you feel when um, when God's in the room. So I turned to Sam and I told him, I was like, bro, like God's here right now so we, we were like, let's not miss out on this. So we drank our really awesome coffee and we sat and soaked in the presence of God. And, and then we, it just it turned from us enjoying his presence into praise. And we just started thanking him for the fact that he would show up in a cafe and meet with us. And, you know, as we praised together, walls started breaking down because what happened next is um, we we finished our coffee and I told the guy that was the best coffee I'd ever had in my life and he was, that was awesome. It was probably a real blessing to him. Um, I know my praise is blessing. Um, Larissa Laugh. But we walked upstairs and um, we we actually got to meet with the guy who runs the, who owns the cafe. He's ran it for ever since like he started it and he's, Been the business owner the whole time, and we walk in, and it was like we just walked into a room for like it's like we walked into a room of like bad language and dirty jokes, and I was like, oh, lame. (laughs) This is this is a bummer, but within about two minutes, uh, the conversation turned from crude things to, to God um and it turned from um you know it turned from it and it, and it started because he asked what Sam did and Sam was like, oh, I'm studying theology and we got to tell this guy we talked to him for about 5 5 minutes 10 minutes maybe just about Jesus and about um the goodness of God and um you know, just about talking about God's intention, and we got to tell him about a story of one of his best friends who um who is actually who Sam's boss who had an amazing encounter and got saved and um, and we just got to share the the truth that God was moving but it all started when we were drinking coffee and w- w- we put our focus on God. I've got this saying um, that I've, I've started because I feel like um, a lot of the time we hear a word, or we hear um, we hear someone preach a message, and we go, oh, okay, that's way too hard because it's like an it's all or nothing, and so I can't actually do all, so I'm going to do nothing." So, this is this would be my first challenge to you, is just give 10. Give either 10% if you're already doing it, or 10 minutes if you don't do it at all. Like 10 minutes each day of just going, okay, God, I'm putting my focus back on you. And, you know, spreading that throughout the day, or 10% more of going, okay, God. And you'll find when that happens, the rest will come really easy. So 10, 10%, 10 minutes. Imagine what would happen in Rangura if every person in this room took 10 more minutes each day just to focus on what God was saying. Uh, let's stand and um, I'm just going to pray for you. God, I thank you that there is nothing like your presence. God, I thank you that you're um, you're a good dad and you love each person here. And God, I thank you that um, you're, you, this morning you're awakening dreams, that this morning, God, you are breaking down walls, God, that um, this morning you are turning people back to you and reigniting that first love of, I just want to spend all of my time with Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.